Hi everyone, this is Edo Ninja, and you are now listening to the Storm Connect podcast, published by the Central Arts Network. I talk about gaming topics and animated series of my own interest, like Ruby, Final Fantasy, Persona 5 Royal, and so on forward. The goal I aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked, to spread awareness, and learn more. However, in this episode today, <laughs> I, well, um, I don't really know how to present this appropriately, but, well, okay, I would be sincerely impressed if you have no knowledge of this yet or have some idea of it, but today, I will be discussing the new shocking, and I stress this enough, of the term shocking Smash Ultimate DLC character that was recently revealed. And there are many words and emotions going on with this, and I'm sure that'll be expressed with those ever-growing ways with the many of you that are listening to this podcast now, or have already expressed that through Twitter, and you want to discuss a little bit more about that through this podcast. But anywho... (laughs) I'm sorry, okay, like... Okay, I'm sorry, this is sounding so unprofessional to me, and this is something that I usually do not do. Just bear with me for a second here, because, like, just as I'm reading, like, right now I have these notes, like, right next to me, and it's just so difficult for me to actually say this with a straight face. So I'm not gonna edit out this part of the episode, because I don't think I'm ever gonna able to fix this or whatsoever. So I want to extend my apologies out there to everybody for failing to maintain my professionalism, but I'm going to try my best for this. I will do my best on that. So, um, it's just a very difficult time because of what I'm about to say and discuss in this episode. So, (laughs) um, but truly this feels very out of place to say it. I cannot decide if this is cursed or not. I don't even know of like, if this is the correct timeline. Anyways, (laughs) with that being said, I will perform to the best of my ability as usual for you listeners and new listeners today for the next however long this episode may end up being. Alrighty, alrighty, I'll stop beating around the bush at this point. So, the next Smash Ultimate DLC character in uh, Fighters Pass Volume 2 is Steve from Minecraft. Yeah, you heard that right. Sakurai and Nintendo ensured a deal... For Steve and the world of Minecraft to be in Smash Ultimate. Yes, it's it's real. It's not a meme. It's not some type of fake news. No, this is legitimate. <laughs> but it doesn't stop from there, though. It truly doesn't because guess what? Steve comes in different alts and the alts are Alex, Enderman, and Zombie. <laughs> look, 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 look. All right, all right, all right. If you're a Minecraft fan... And if you enjoying playing Smash Ultimate or just love to rep Minecraft in any way, shape, or form, I'm pretty sure you are having a field day right now. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I, I, I I'm sorry. I know I said I pulled myself together, but holy crap, it's just the tri- okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so last week, Nintendo pretty much just dropped news as usual, just so casually. They pretty much was just like. Oh yeah, Sakurai's gonna be dropping some news about the new Smash Fighter uh, in the next couple days. Expect that soon. You're welcome. So when that uh, and it was a three minute video stream, by the way, of this reveal, um, and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the memes that came out of it was surely they they were something, and it doesn't stop from there. So basically, 
it was totally unexpected because a lot of people were hoping for it to be either Sora from Smash or uh, Dante from Devil May Cry and stuff like that and uh, Crash Bandicoot. But of all things that were a high likely possibility, the one that actually was revealed was Steve from Minecraft. So let's talk about the reveal real quick of how they went about it this time and as to how it actually performed out into the media. So as mentioned before, like, they pretty much just dropped the casual news as to like, oh yeah, Sakurai is revealing a character in the next couple of days. This time, there was not a single clue. It was just like, alright, just expect this, and that's all. Which, I'm glad they're kind of going back to their old roots as to like, you know, like, sure, they can announce as to like, you know, expect this news of this. Or, basically, like, the news will just come out of nowhere in a direct or, like, you know, some sort of presentation from another um, video form or a stream and so on forward. I'm pretty happy the fact that they learned from their lesson, or at least I hope they did, uh, because the last time that they went about the promotion of the reveal character Min Min, the ARMS character, uh, we pretty much knew that it was going to be an ARMS character a few months in advance. They were just like, oh yeah, expect news about this Smash DLC fighter in the next coming months. And it's ARMS, by the way, so there you go. Which, at first, like, like I, I kind of like thought about it. I was just like, all right, well, at least that like, they're kind of like changing up the expectations of it. But now that I look back at it, like now it's been like a few months, I kind of just reflected a little bit about it. I don't think it was exactly a good marketing strategy because I don't know like I, I like the hype for it was still there when they revealed a which arms character it was because a lot of people assumed that it was either like one of the two mascots of uh, the cover art for the arms um, game or Twintel or I should say hoping to be Twintel for obvious A, B and C unfortunate reasons but anywho but like now that I see this I kind of wish that they kept that part a secret that it was coming from the world of arms i think it would have been played off much better as to basically how they done with their other reveals like you know it comes from random from a video direct or basically of how steve was revealed just as of recently so proceeding forward into the theme of their big surprise <laughs> if you were not around social media for when this happened I'm going to tell you this right now, especially if you are not on Twitter, if you don't follow up with the Twitter platform at all. So when this reveal happened, like the moment the video, like we saw the character, Twitter was broken. Like actually, like it was broken. Nobody could tweet anything for those past 10 minutes because everybody was like overloading Twitter. I'm like, oh yeah, like this smash reveal was so big that it broke Twitter, literally. And what made this even funnier is that 20 minutes after Twitter kind of just broke down, Sakurai tweeted was like, oh, I broke Twitter. Oops. <laughs> oh my god, what a madman. Sakurai, don't ever change, please. That, that was just too great. So as usual, they do like a small little teaser as to like how the gameplay can function and such. And like, you know, the stage reveal, the environment, and you know, the alts, of course, as mentioned before. So... Uh, let's talk about the stage real quick. Minecraft World. That's what they're calling it. Like, they actually ripped it off from the game. Like, it's all blocky, pixely, and stuff like that. Like, it actually just rubs off of that type of environment for the stage that they incorporated into Smash Ultimate. 
But the thing is, is the fact that just just looking at these character models and the stage, it just it looks like a mod. Like they modded Minecraft into Smash Ultimate, but this is actually real. Like, come on, like, you should, like, take a look at, like, when you see the character models, the renders of what it's going to present into the roster, you wouldn't believe that it's true. Like, you would believe that it's just a Photoshop meme that people usually do on Twitter or on YouTube, but no, this is real. So after that, they pretty much, a uh, couple days later, they did a showcase live stream video off as to how Steve is going to play into Smash Ultimate slash the other alts. So after they did the small reveal of the Minecraft character, uh, they did a showcase live stream video. So we're going to be talking about the gameplay next and to the world of Minecraft that's coming along with it. And then after that, uh, I'm going to be expressing some thoughts into this podcast that I never thought I would have to say in here ever in a million years. I didn't even think I was going to be talking about Minecraft in my podcast at all. Like, I just, this is still so beyond me, even just recording this. So... Alright, so let's talk about the gameplay now, the showcase of all this. Let's start off with his mobility. So, he's still a blocky character, and he, he doesn't bend at all. Like, basically, he doesn't function like how the rest of the characters would, like, you know, with all those physics. No, he just, he's just blocky. Basically, of how he moves into his original game, it's exactly like that in Smash Ultimate. And even his walk slash run is still exactly the same how it is in the original game. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't think they actually do that though. But yeah, no, they did not like cater towards to how everybody moves in Smash Ultimate or like, you know, like characters that are human or, you know, in other forms like the Pokemon characters. No, it's still the same blocky walk of how it is in regular Minecraft. But the only way of how he could feel a little bit alive is if you tilt the control stick up or down and such he does look up and he does look down but it's just it is just such a weird feature that they mentioned into the video but i mean hey there it is that's just how you know that he is alive and you know fleshed out into this game now here comes a little bit of the interesting part of his mobility let's talk about his uh jump and his hops so with most fighters, they only need one short hop just to get onto a platform. Steve cannot do that. He needs to use both of his jumps to get onto the platform. But, oh my god, the way of how that boy jumps, it's definitely, it, it, it definitely ain't normal, but it's very fitting for him as a Minecraft character. <laughs> it just looks so stupid as to how he jumps. He just jumps straight up, like, with no, no like, other, like, parts of his body is like flowing with that jump it's just like oh yeah there boom up oh down down <laughs> now let's actually go over the minecraft's characters moveset the attacks and all like what can it actually do in the smash ultimate so for neutral like he has pretty much of a short range uh sword but you can like keep repeatedly tapping it or you could just hold it and you could like still move around as you jump or you go backwards or if you go uh, to approach your an enemy and so on forward so sakurai mentions that if you get hit with it like it's in your best interest that you stay away like as like you know as fast as possible so it looks like that's something that you could be jabbed with and well <laughs> your combo dead from there if that's the case 
It seems a little bit similar into Isabelle's uh, neutral, but it looks like it's better than Isabelle's neutral. But that's as to how it seems so far. We'll find out as to how it would actually play into the game later. So they also bring in another weapon known as the axe. They also brought in the axe uh, weapon for the Minecraft character, and it's only designed to basically attack overhead. But even then, it seems like it's still a great way to keep your opponents juggled up in the air. They also brought in the pickaxe. Which, yes, you can use this weapon for mining in this game, though. But what's crazy about this is that it actually has some launch power. It can actually spike people. And I'm just like, oh my god, this character can actually spike. If I hear that somebody gets spiked by this character, I'm, I'm just so sorry. Is this, this is just... This is a cursed timeline. This is a timeline I never thought I'd actually say, though. But getting spiked by a Minecraft character in Smash. Oh, my God. The, the, Twitter is going to be crazy with that. So they also bring in this craft mechanic, which, as I pretty much would have expected, this is a way to pretty much strengthen each tool that you have from wood to stone to iron to gold and to diamond. And the reason for this is the fact that he explains that each of your tools can actually break. You can steal one of the other tools that you have in your pocket, but when one breaks, it just breaks, but that doesn't apply to the other ones that you have on deck. He can still attack without using the tools, it's just not going to be as much, and it's highly recommended that you do have these tools available to you to actually perform Steve or whichever alt that you choose to its fullest potential. So, basically, for example, his down tilt, it's pretty much the equivalent of PK Fire. But what's scary about this is the fact that he can use his down tilt to camp players that are trying to recover up to the stage. So, for characters that don't have a good recovery, oh my god, I... Oh, good luck finding this character. But wait, no, it doesn't end there, though. It doesn't stop. He can create blocks. Multiple of them. And there are endless possibilities that you can do with this mechanic. All he has to do is jump and press B and then boom. Keep continuously doing that, you're dead. Especially, like, again, if you don't have a good recovery. And this is for gameplay off the stage. Mans can create a fucking barricade or some type of trap or whatever. It's so stupid. It's one of his, it's pretty much his ultimate shield at this point. Although you still can destroy those blocks or he can do it on his own if he were to like actually step on it though. But like still just the speed of it is insane. And he can also use this to recover which is even more scary. But the only thing about this is the fact that there's only a certain limit to where you can create these blocks pretty much off the stage. And it's going to give a pink line that indicates of oh yeah you can't go beyond past there or whichever area that you're going to to create these blocks and to have these stupid heavy camps as the character would do. So this all really goes down as to how you use your materials when you're creating these blocks. So if you want to use like the cheapest one then go ahead and such though. However, if you use iron... <laughs> Just, uh, he's pretty much hoping that you'd use it right, and this goes up to your advantage. However way that you wish it to be, well, it's up to you, really. And since we're still going around with this whole block thing, he can create magma blocks through his up smash attack. And that one, it doesn't consume any materials, and it does multiple hits, so it actually burns up the enemy just like that. Which, once again, it's another great way to keep your opponents juggled. And if you're fighting him on platforms, he can still create that pretty much just onto that platform. So if you're right there and you just get hit by it, well, well, shit. 
His down smash still involves was pretty much with lava, and it pretty much can go from left to right. So, and it does a pretty good job as to how it could launch the opponent. So, again, if if you are playing... Uh, again, just don't fight this character if you have a horrible recovery. Like, if your recovery is not as good, just don't don't, don't think about it. Don't, don't think about picking up the character and fighting against off of Steve. This, this Ari looks pretty broken already. I don't know about broken if that's the right term if I wanted to explain it, though. But, Jesus Christ, the meta is about to be very interesting when he drops. So, his downer attack, it's basically just like Kirby Stone when you just drop down. However, the thing about that is... What makes it a difference is when Steve drops down, he can actually just get off of the iron because that's basically as to what he's dropping onto you immediately. With Kirby, when you drop down, you have to wait a second until you're able to move again or to, you know, attack or do whatever. With Steve, he can just get off of it just like that. And the iron still just, you know, falls through. Which is like, wow, okay. He's already like showing how he's better than some of the characters of their other attacks. And this weird character has a fishing rod. Again, Isabel moment. So using his fishing rod, like, he can still do, like, some type of attacks. They're a little bit better than Isabel's. There is this one thing that he can do. He can use his iron. However, if you do that, it's going to consume his iron into his gauge. So you have to be careful of that as well. Keep an eye out on it. And now, pretty much, like, the whole concept of this character is doing a lot of the mining and the crafting while you're in combat. Haha, <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> oh my god. I hate it here. Anyways. Steve has the most in-depth, complex, fucking B-neutral ever in the goddamn game. So when you're mining, it's really important as to, like, where you're digging because the environment of whichever stage that you're at, it's very important, actually. And you can also mine walls. And this doesn't only apply to the Minecraft world. Like, again, whichever stage that you're at, like, you are about to see some Minecraft graphics coming out of each stage. Imagine Mementos. He's mining in Mementos. Crafting in the Dragon Quest uh, stage. It's... <laughs> oh my god, just... The graphics are gonna be insane. And just the appeal of it, the visuals is just... Oh my lord. You're gonna believe it's not real, but it is. Now, for, like, areas that don't contain wood or iron or stone and stuff like that, they are going to be treated as miscellaneous. So, like, if you're digging up sand, you're going to get sand materials and such. So they still put, like, a lot of thought and care into this B-neutral game. However, what you're digging up, it can affect your speed as to when you're doing your mining. So whichever that you end up at, it's already going to predetermine the materials that you're going to dig up, and you're going to have to... Play it off carefully. Now let's talk about the crafting portion. So for each time that you're playing against or you're playing as Steve, there's going to be this thing called a craft table that's going to appear on the stage. You're going to have to go to that to basically craft something or to restore a weapon's durability. So let's say this here, right? Like with all the materials, uh, not the materials, but the weapons that you have and they're like pretty much at wood. If you're able to, like, get your wooden sword into a diamond sword, the rest of your tools will also become that diamond uh, material as well. And this will all be based on to whatever you're mining. So it's not exactly RNG as to what you mine. Like, there is a sort of pattern. And again, whichever environment that you're working with and such, like, you'll be able to, like, get out as to how you're going to craft your weapons from there. 
But the thing about that is that you got to be careful as to when you're doing your mining because that if you overmine, that's how I'm going to label this. Like, because they give you a gauge. If you go over that gauge, whatever that's like at the last of what you mine, it's going to be discarded. You'll have to pay attention to the gauge meter to see what I mean by that. You can also change the location of your crafting table. You just have to pretty much hold shield and press B and it'll just go over to wherever you're at. So you can change the location each time. However, if you are having Minecraft dittos for whatever A, B, and C reason, you can also use your opponent's crafting tables as well. So unless you're facing off against other characters or vice versa, there isn't really a point to really camp your opponents except for basically not giving them the crafting idea, but you both are going to be crafting, period. So, I mean, there's that. Now, again, you there is a lot of material usage and mining and crafting that you're actually doing with this character, but again, it doesn't stop from there. I'm actually looking at this video as I'm doing this podcast and such, just so that like I deliver this information correctly to you all, but Jesus Christ, it's it still doesn't end from there. So his side B, he can use his minecart, which it will utilize the iron and pretty much use the wood to create rails. However you wish to utilize the minecart, it's, again, up to you. You can do a lot of experiments with it. But, again, just be wary of the materials that you are utilizing. But what's interesting about this minecart is the fact that, again, like, it can predetermine your speed of it, depending with your materials. You can also get off of the minecart and scoop up opponents, and guess what? You can do whatever the hell you want to them, and it's, it's gonna be nasty. So let's talk about his actual recovery. So he has Elytra, and basically you can pretty much have much more pilot control as to how you recover with this character. Technically, you could do some damage when activating Elytra, but I wouldn't count on it to use it as a way to attack your opponents. But if you want to, well, the creativity is up to you. And it's also another part of his moveset that doesn't require any of his materials. His down B is the TNT, and the explosion is great. So you can also create a redstone circuit to it because it won't explode immediately when you press down B and setting the TNT. So creating the circuit, you can create that explosion from a distance and, well, blow up your enemies. Because if you don't, there is a chance you can get caught up into it as well if, the, if you're close to it in distance-wise. So whoever presses on the pressure plate, well... GG. Naturally, you can also use fire attacks to set off the TNT very easily. And if you're wondering about the final smash, <laughs> you just die. You, you that, that that's just it. You just die. Like I'm not saying like it actually kills you in the game, unless obviously if you're at a higher percentage though. But you just creepers come up to you and you die. That's that's the end of the story. <laughs> It's just so weird, especially like the frame rate, the mobility of it, it is just so cursed. Oh my god, I, I can't. So that's pretty much like how the entire character functions. It, there's just a stupid amount of in-depth that they actually put into the character. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, it's just so surprising as to how much creativity they actually put into this. Which, you know, I applaud the development team at Sakurai for doing their best on that. Oh yeah, and let me just get this out of the way too, if you're wondering about this part. Uh, the Minecraft world, the stage. Yeah, no, pack it up. You're not, you're not gonna get that here. No. 
Unfortunately, that stage is also not going to be tournament legal as to how it functions and it changes randomly because there's they're bringing in six variations of the Minecraft uh, world stage. So, yeah, no. Since there's six variations as to how it changes and how it looks, yeah, no. Again, uh, it's another miss. But it's cute, though. Like, they do make it very alive, like, as they usually do with the other stages. Like, you know, they have the day and night time and such. Like, you also have the other Minecraft uh, characters and the elements in the background and stuff like that. And you actually see the zombies die when it's daytime. Oh, my. Now, it's been a while since I've actually, like, talked about this, though. But I thought it'd be interesting to bring this up. Uh, they actually did not include the original... Uh, soundtrack from the Minecraft game to Smash Ultimate. So they actually brought in other tracks from the spin-offs and the minigames that will actually work into the context of the fighting game. Which, you know what? I'm actually glad that they did this because I'm gonna just say this right now, bluntly. That Minecraft music, it... I actually don't like it. It really puts me to sleep. So, if I were to have that in the actual game, it would be just so... odd. Which, I'm glad Sakurai pointed that out, so... Having the alternative of bringing in the, uh, the spin-offs and the mini, uh, games into the soundtrack, it works better, so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of look forward to the soundtrack. I haven't had, like, a preview of all of them yet, though, so they're only bringing in seven of them. We're about to find out how that actually plays out when actually playing into the game. And, again, there was a patch earlier, um, like, a couple months back that you can now have any song playing into the Battlefield stages and to Final Destination. So, imagine Minecraft music at EVO in Grand Finals. <laughs> oh, my. oh my lord, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna actually die if I actually see that on the stream. Or when I'm there in person at EVO, if it ever opens back up in the future when this pandemic is over. If we're ever gonna have that, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But anywho... This character is set to release on October 13th for only $5.99 unless you already have him uh, pre-ordered along with the other uh, Unknown Fighters and Min Min into Smash uh, Fighters Pass Volume 2. So, uh, yeah, October 13th. And, uh, yeah. So, now that's pretty much all of the information containing with the world of Minecraft into Smash Ultimate uh, if we exclude out the Mii Fighters and such. So... Let me talk about this seriously, okay? <laughs> I still, to this day, don't know what to feel. I'm not upset. I'm truly not upset that Steve is now in Smash. As a matter of fact, I think it's funny and kind of cool, not gonna lie. Especially as to what they demonstrated into that gameplay uh, stream uh, the other day. I think it's actually a cool addition, no lie. It's just, like I said, I'm just impressed as to how much death and fucking care they actually gave it to the Minecraft edition into Smash Ultimate. It's just, I didn't think it was possible, but here we are. But him as a Smash fighter, I don't think it's really all that bad. I'm not a huge fan of Minecraft though, but like, it, it was really weird the fact that I was even hyped to even see it, like, cause I was really genuinely curious as to how the character is going to play out into the game. But I actually don't think that he is a wasted character slot. Judge it however you wish, but I'll just say this right now, like, I don't think it's that much of a big deal. Like, I'm not saying that, like, him being included in this match is not a big deal. Like, of course it is. Like, the impact was great. Like, again, Twitter broke. But it's to say, like, of how it's a negative impact. Like, again, we have a few other fighters left into this uh, volume pass. And we are not even so sure if this is going to be the last one. Who knows? They might make another volume 
of extra uh, set of characters. Who knows? I can understand, like, of how people could, like, feel about this. Like, this is, like, a lot of mixed emotions and such, though. But it is what it is at this point, you know? However, that being said, I also want to talk about this part as well. And I want you to keep this in mind. This is coming from somebody that's actually hyped for Steve for Smash. I don't know if Sakurai actually wanted this character, man. It doesn't look like that he did. It just felt like, like Nintendo was just like, okay, yeah, put this character in. He was like, okay, I guess, I think. I, I, I mean, all, all right. I mean, I can do it, but shit. Because <laughs> normally, like, he usually is looking all hyped up about each character that he's about to release. But just this one, it felt so out of place for sure. Now, a lot of people are making the claim that Minecraft was bound to enter into Smash. I actually don't believe that. Like, I understand that Smash, it's now, like, pretty much the celebration of video games and such into a format as to a party fighting game. Yeah. But that can range into, like, a lot of things. Like, again, like, we've seen, like, Terry. Like, nobody expected Terry to get into Smash and such. Joker, Cloud and such. Like, these set of characters we definitely did not expect to see into the Smash Ultimate roster. So I would not say that just because that Minecraft is, like, one of the best-selling games and, like, you know, it's popular out there, I wouldn't, like, give it that much leverage just to saying that it actually was bound to come into Smash eventually. Because, like... They, they didn't even show signs of interest with Minecraft being into Smash, you know? Maybe the developers of Minecraft would like that idea. But, I mean, even though if we know that or not, again, I wouldn't say it was about to come in. Maybe I could see that, like, ever since how they're doing, like, their care into, like, the Mii Fighters and such for the costumes, maybe I could see Minecraft's inclusion, but, like, I never would have guessed to actually see it as a main fighter, you know? I'm not trying to discredit that in any way, though, but, like, I wouldn't say, like, it was, like, bound to happen, because if that's the case, then... Where Sora from Kingdom Hearts, but you didn't hear that from me. Anyways, if you are disappointed that your most wished character that you would like to see in a Smash Ultimate, that it didn't get revealed as a Smash DLC fighter, you're more than welcome to feel that way. Like, don't get me wrong, like, that that's openly okay. Just, I just want you to keep this in mind that, like, they have... We don't know of what they're actually looking for as to how they decide their Smash Ultimate character. So whatever they decide, they decide. That's the end of that. And also keep this in mind, they brought back every single character back into this game. They could have just ended it off from there. They don't have to do the DLC characters and the extras that they provide into Smash Ultimate, you know? But bless Sakurai as usual, like he wants to go above and all out and beyond with this game. So, again, like, just have that in mind, like, even though, like, an odd character like Steve got revealed for Smash, it doesn't mean it's the end yet, you know? Say what you want about wasting character slots and such, like, honestly, like, they don't have to do this. There is about to be almost 80 characters in the Smash Ultimate. That's a lot. And let this be a reminder that, ultimately, this is Sakurai's game and he can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. It's your choice if you want to buy the character or not or to support the game or not. However, if you're still playing the game and if you face off the character that you feel some type of way about, all I'm going to say is good luck, kick the character's ass, I'm rooting for you, you know? Unless you're Robin or Joker, then yeah, no, never mind. I'm rooting for that character instead. Those are my mains, so sorry. <laughs> now see, here's another thing that like I thought about. Like I said, like seeing Steve at EVO in Grand Finals is gonna be so cursed. What's also gonna be cursed is that 
when you go on professional players' pages, they they you're gonna see on their banner most likely by whichever graphic designer that they commission, or if they happen to be the graphic designer themselves, you're gonna see that Smash Ultimate model of Steve in their banner. And it's going to say professional Steve player or Alex or whichever that they want to main from the alts that they're providing into this uh, fighters pack. I just... <laughs> Twitter is about to look so cursed in the next coming weeks or months. And by the time that this pandemic is over and we can start having actual competition again. Oh, my God. I just. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, Lord. Social media is going to be so interesting when that's actually out. So. When October 13 hits, it's going to be a big change from there. Speaking of changes, whenever they usually do this, when they're about to release a character, they also release a patch towards the game as well. So meaning, it's that time of the year, boys and girls. We are now back at the anxiety if your character is about to get buffed or nerfed. I'm not going to say too much about the buffs or the nerfs for this. All I'm going to say is I hope they buff Robin maybe a little bit more. <laughs> oh, my. To, to those that play against my Robin, I'm sorry that you're hearing this, but I'm not actually sorry. But maybe a little bit more of a buff could be needed. And nerf Terry. Thank you very much for coming to my Storm Connect talk. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, no, all I'm gonna say is I hate that character right now, and I, I hope to God he gets nerfed. But as for the other characters, I pray for all of you that don't want your character to be nerfed. I hope that it gets the buffs it deserves, maybe. I don't know, but we're about to find out in the next couple days or so. I don't really have much else to discuss in this podcast episode, except for like a couple things as to what they presented in the video. Uh, the Mii Fighters and such, they obviously did their inclusion of the Minecraft However, I do want to have a moment of silence to pour one out for the homies that wanted Travis. Uh, I have no idea who the hell Travis is, but unfortunately, a lot of people were let down the fact that they actually wanted him as an actual character rather than a me fighter. So, I, my, my dear friends, the fallen ones, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> If, if you're going to be purchasing 75 cents for the Mii Fighter and actually just crying as you played the Mii Fighter that you were hoping to be an actual character, I, I'm very sorry. I'm actually so sorry. See, I want to give the glimmer of hope here to say that that probably might not mean anything and such, but I mean, you may never know. I, I, I can't even say that at this point, you know? Uh and they also included Bomberman as a me costume. So if you care about that, then there you go. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about quickly are the Amiibos. So finally, the rest of the Fighters Pack Volume 1, um, Byleth, Terry, Banjo, and Kazooie, they're finally now into uh, set to release in 2021. They don't have a female version for the Byleth character, unfortunately, so it's only the male, though. But they still look great, though. They look amazing. Uh, but again, it's going to be released in 2021, and they provided more additional information days later after the presentation. It's, those Amiibos are going to be coming out the fall of 2021, so pretty much a year from now. Yeah. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> and, of course, I I'm having a hunch it's because of the COVID-19 thing, and, man, that just sucks. 
Because I would like to, I would actually like to cop some of these uh, amiibos because they actually look nice. So I never usually collect amiibos myself, but I'm actually going to start, especially after that Joker reveal. Mine's actually coming in tomorrow. So yeah, I'm going to post pictures about that on Twitter. So for the future of Smash Ultimate, I don't think we're going to get any more updates uh, regarding with the characters and whatever content they plan on doing for it for the rest of this year. Uh, and again, that probably must be for the COVID-19 situation. I only hope that it gets better from here on out, you know? They aim to have all the fighter characters into the Volume 2 pass out by December 2021. But again, depending on how the circumstances go with our global pandemic, that could change. So until then, for right now, since Steve slash Alex slash Enderman slash Zombie are going to be our newcomer for Smash Ultimate into the lineup here. This fucking bitch of a character might actually be top tier. Sure, there are some drawbacks, but in this presentation this time, I see more of advantages that Steve has more than disadvantages, you know? He is made well, all for the sake of pretty much utilizing of how much he could juggle camp characters and just, well, Minecrafting. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It's just okay. Again, I just want you all to bear with me for this uh, podcast episode. The fact that I actually uttered the words Minecraft in Smash Ultimate is already beyond me. And I don't know. This is going to take me a hot minute to get used to this. So, <laughs> um, I pretty much the rest of you have that same effect. But if you don't, then I, 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 I sincerely don't know, you know. But no, seriously, this stupid character, if I actually see this character actually be like part of like top 10 or 15 or whatever, oh my god. If I find out that he is better than Robin, because he looks like he might be better than Robin. Oh no, we're about to have problems. No, Sakura, I'm watching him. Buff my character. Please buff my character. I am not about to lose this character. <laughs> Even though I am tied for this character, yes. It's it's funny. It's a bit stupid, but again, like I still respect it. I, I still will, but... God damn, no, I cannot be having this. I don't, I can't have it be better than my character, no. Especially for that, like, high up in the range of the the meta of the game. Oh no, no, I, I don't want to be here for it. No, I gotta go. And yeah, that's all going to be for the podcast episode. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave out a five-star rating if you enjoyed this podcast. Hit up the Storm Connect Twitter at StormConnectEN or other platforms this podcast is on for feedback on the show. Uh, if you have not noticed yet, I'm actually happy to announce that Storm Connect is now part of Amazon Music. So you can, if you have an Amazon account and such, or Audible, you can listen to our podcast through there. We're branching off to other platforms every day, so I hope you guys can continue on with the support and all. Um, so are you guys happy that Steven's in Smash, the Minecraft world and such, the addition of it? Like... <laughs> I know when I ask this question, I'm going to be expecting a lot of flat out no's or whatever, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, I just thought I asked because again, like I'm asking for feedback. If you get like, you know, I want to hear you guys' thoughts of when you tweet at me at the Storm Connect show and such and so on. <laughs> oh my, I'm about to be flamed. Anyways, we also have merchandise available sponsored by the King Styles Apparel. So be sure to check out the stylish t-shirts, hoodies, and more that uh, I designed up with uh, Schmurf, so shout out to him as well for helping me out with that. So, and one last thing that I want to mention before I sign out of this podcast. So, I recently commissioned uh, Crestar, uh, a wonderful artist. Uh, I will link her Twitter uh, into the description so you all can check her out. She makes amazing art. 
I commissioned her for a brand new set of emotes, uh, 12 of them. Uh, some of them will be used for my Twitch streaming, and some of them will be used on the Discord server. So if you're not part of the Discord server yet, like, we got plenty of ones. We got some Haikyuu ones. We got uh, Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho, some from Killua from Hunter x Hunter, um, and more. And we got one Ruby emo, but we're, I'm planning to get more as time grows on. So, uh, yeah, if you want to use these emotes again, like, you can join the Discord server. You can sell to my Twitch and such. Like, we got a lot going on and such. So, um, yeah. Other than that, thank you all so much for the support of this podcast. We recently hit 700 listens for this podcast, so I'm hoping that we can aim for 1K by the end of this year. So um, I'm really excited. So thank you all so much for the support of this podcast. It's growing on a daily basis, and I hope that we get to grow even more with it. So thank you all so much for that, guys. This is Eno Ninja. Thank you for your time for listening to this podcast episode. Stay safe, healthy, and for heaven's sake, please stay smart. I'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya!